I'm Cameron Crookston. I'm Patrick Murray. And this is Video Queens. Queens, the podcast where two queens take a look back at the queer movies that made them. And this week we're going to be watching Not, Not Another, Another Gay, Gay Movie. movie. of Video Queen. Welcome, welcome. Uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, my name is Patrick Murray. I am a Toronto-based improv and sketch comedian. Uh, I'm Cameron Crookston. I'm a, a queer academic and author, uh, author of The Cultural Impact of RuPaul's Drag Race. Why are we all gagging? Uh, so this is Video Queens. Uh, this is a podcast where we discuss independent queer films from the early 2000s and 90s and maybe other periods if we feel like it. So like for this first episode, we are going to be diving into another gay movie. We are. That's the title of the movie, not... It, it sounds like it's a sequence of like yet another gay movie. We're going to be doing another gay movie, but no, the movie is another gay movie. And it's our first movie, so this is maybe <laughs> the most confusing title to start with. But that actually, I think that ties into one of my issues with the movie itself. Great. I mean, I think let's let's just dive in. Okay. Um, this movie was wild. It was bonkers. <laughs> it, 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 it's, it, is, it was so unhinged um, <laughs> that I, I will say I laughed a lot watching it. Interesting. I laughed exactly one time. You laughed exactly one time. Okay. Yeah. I laughed many times. Um, I didn't know if I was laughing with it or at it. Yeah. Um, because of how how wild it was. Yeah. Um, Should we start with like a synopsis? Yeah. Okay. So um, one of the interesting things about the movie is that it's actually a parody of American Pie. Yes. Which is such a weird choice. Yes. Um, so it's basically like... A sex comedy about four virgins who are, like, in their last months of high school, and they're trying to get laid before they go to college. Yes. And that's the closest thing we get to a plot. Totally. Yes. It is uh, a sexual coming of age of four gay male teens mm -hmm. um, discovering their bodies in new and unique ways throughout the course of the film. Yes. Um, parts of it are like direct parodies to American Pie. Some the quiche of it all. The quiche. Um, There's a specific line of like, what does putting your fingers in a butthole feel like? And it's a warm quiche Lorraine. Which is from the American Pie where it's like, what does third base feel like? Warm apple pie. pie. Yeah. Titular. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, maybe we'll do like a character rundown. Great. So uh, my notes... I have, I believe, one person's name, okay. and then the other ones I had to come up with nicknames for because I, I like missed their names. Great, but then I think maybe found out some of them later. Okay. So I'll tell you mine first. Great. So we have um, the lead is Andy. He is. Um, who's very cute. I've decided, like, I actually loved him. Okay. I found him incredibly lovable. Mm -hmm. I think it was wild. <laughs> it was wild to me that he was the lead of the movie, given some of the situations he was put in. And we will, like his, um, it was when the lead, like our, the person we were supposed to be following along, right. had a, a full gerbil in his ass. Right. That I was like, 
<laughs> this is a choice. <laughs> um, so we have Andy. We have uh, Romy. Um, <laughs> I almost want to guess who Romy is. Okay, who do you think Romy is? <sighs> is Romy the nerd? No. Okay, I don't know. I have no idea. Okay, based on the hair. Oh God. Romy is the the one the 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 gayest one, yeah, the yeah. most okay. feminine one. Okay. Because he has um a white bleach blonde hair and a very very dark brown <laughs> yeah. um that reminds me of Romy from Romy and Michelle. Okay. Um, then there's also baseball, um, <laughs> right? Who, uh, for the first, <laughs> there was a scene where baseball was talking with Andy yeah. and I was like, oh, they're different people. <laughs> um, and then there's also, I think I maybe just called him. No, I did get him. Griffin. Griffin. Griff, yeah, yeah. Griff or Griffin. Right. Is the nerdy one top with a big dick. Right. But like emotional bottom. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Emotional bottoming is a big theme in this movie. Oh. Yeah. I mean, uh, bottom shaming oh, was, God. was uh, definitely a through yeah. line. Um, okay, so I... So the four main characters, what I thought was interesting is that, like, so three of the main characters are just kind of gay prototypes. So there's Jock, Nerd, Queen, and the fourth one is Jason Biggs from American Pie. <laughs> because, like, so Andy... Uh, is kind of supposed to be the main character and he is kind of the only one that's modeled after an American Pie character because he's like, he's the one who's like his thing is being really horny and he just really wants to have sex with anyone, which is kind of Jason Biggs' arc. Okay. In the, he was the one who has sex with a quiche. Um, yeah. He yeah. has a crush on the foreign exchange student. Uh, and in this, it's the foreign exchange teacher played by Graham Norton doing, I think it's supposed to be a Russian accent, maybe? I thought it was German. Um, um, the other character I wanted to talk about is... Um, oh, wait. So maybe I'll say their name. So, like, the jock is Jared. I will also accept baseball. Baseball. Okay, yeah. Uh, I'm still rolling with baseball. The nerd is Griff. Yeah. Um, what I also really like about the nerd is, like, they kind of take, like, um, a trope of actresses is they just put a model in glasses and read <laughs> by that that signifies, like, oh, he's so, like, no one will love him. He has glasses on. Yeah. And he's just, like, he's wearing Argyle, but, like, then he's in a, a wet white t-shirt. Yeah. And you're, like, you have a six-pack yeah. of pecs. Like, like, cheekbones to high heaven, but his, like, hair is too, like, polished, so he's not, and he enunciates too much. Yes. So plain. Oh, the, the way that he, <laughs> the way that he plugs in, um, just kind of big words for no reason. Yeah. Like, he'll be like, oh, when are we gonna fornicate? And you're like... <laughs> Okay. We like it's, it. it's not like he knows words that are actually <laughs> obscure. He just used like an unnecessary word. Yeah. And that's because he's a nerd. He's like a thesaurus intellectual. <laughs> yes. Um, and then there's Nico, uh, who's the who's queen. That? Oh, okay. The queen is Nico. <laughs> Romy. Um, Romy. Um, who I really related to this time around. Okay. And I was like afraid of being the first time I watched this. Okay. I, um, yeah, I went on a journey with Nico where like it started and I was like, I hate him. Yeah. I'm not liking this performance. It's like, (laughs) I mean, to call, (laughs) for something to jump out as heavy handed in this movie (laughs) is a lot. Um, but I, I didn't like him until, Mm. um, there was a scene where he went over to Matthew Camp, the porn star. Is that his name? Uh, you're really close. Hold on. Matthew Rush? 
is what Google told me. Um, he might have changed it. I wonder who Matthew Camp is. He sounds funny. Sounds like someone who's sounds like a person. Alive yeah. or dead. Um, <laughs> uh, so, Ma- oh, because I also wrote literally in this, oh my God, is that Matthew Camp? Is he dead? Because um, like Matthew funny. Rush may also be dead. Right. Anyone might be dead. This movie is, oh, not as old as I thought it was. But also like, I mean, given his uh, body type, I think dead. Right. <laughs> but- Matthew Camp is a different porn star. Oh, okay. And then is Matthew... This is Matthew Camp. Okay. Oh. Yeah. And then is Matthew Rush alive? Let's check. Should we I feel like it? he's either dead or he's like a... Um, he's a reformed Christian minister in the Deep South. Right. Uh, he's alive. Oh. According to Google. Well. Oh, but it's not going well. Oh. Yeah. Arrested for what? Oh, I was just looking at the picture. I'm not even arrested for... For a fourth time. Oh, and there oh. is pictures. There's pictures of little crystals. So I think that's probably um, drugs of some kind. Uh, okay. Art okay. imitating life. Mm. Well, that um, that may change the tone of this, but I, but I was not on board with Romy until Romy went over to um, Matthew Matthew Rush's <laughs> house, and Matthew Rush does a bunch of GHB. Mm-hmm. And basically they're dancing and he's starting to overdose. Right. And Romy then thinks that's part of the dance and then is doing like an overdose dance. Yeah. And that to me was fucking funny. And I was like, you know what? I'm, I, in that moment was like, now I love you for the rest of the movie. I'm here. I'm in. What, what really like won me over to Nico slash Romy is there's a line when they're all like talking about, so like they have like the moment where they decide like, we're going to get laid. That's our mission statement. That's this movie's thesis. And they all have, like, different things they're kind of going for. So, like, yeah. the jock and the nerd are in this unrequited love thing. Yeah. Um, Andy just wants to have kinky sex. And uh, Nico decides that he wants, like, an older gentleman. Yeah. To show him the ropes. Um, and he has a line, um, I want a seasoned older gentleman who can fuck all night and then discuss the filmography of Shelley Winters. And I felt seen. I was going to say, that is you. That um, is you. So, like, one thing about this movie... Except that you're the older gentleman. I am the older gentleman. <laughs> I, 100%. Um, I am... Yeah. And it gives me hope to know that there are people like Nico out there who were like, yes, key demo. Right. I'm Muffler's grandfather. <laughs> and I own that. Okay, I mean, okay, so There's we've... so many references to, like... This is something... I don't exactly remember what I experienced this movie as, but... All of Nico's references to, like, old Hollywood starless and, like, gay culture, yeah. I definitely did not when I saw this movie at 23. Like, didn't get it. Oh, that's the thing. I remember, I do remember seeing this movie quite young mm-hmm. and enjoying it, but there is so much I didn't get then. How old were you when this came out? I mean, I must have been three or four. Um, Because you're ten? I don't know. 2006, how old were you? Um, uh, Math, 2006? So I was in high school. I would have been like 17. Yeah, okay. You're the same age as these characters. Oh my god! This is your story. Wow. Yeah. That hits different. (laughs) Um, And... (laughs) <laughs> okay the things in the movie 
I do feel like maybe the point of the movie was like, let's make fun of everything about gay culture. Okay, I can see that. In a lot of ways. So there were so many... I think the point was, let's see if we can make a movie. (laughs) And the answer was... No. No. Technically, yes, but no. (laughs) But sorry, what were you going to say? I interrupted you. That um, they were packing in as many references to everything about being gay as possible. Yeah. Yeah. so you had, uh, like, the Circuit Queens, where you right. have, like, him seeing Matthew Rush and, like, the whole, um, uh, <laughs> I like when he says, my name is K, and he goes, oh, is that short for something? And he says, K-hole. <laughs> Honestly, some t- parts of this movie, for you? they worked for me. When it hit, it hit. <sighs> Can um, I tell you the one time I laughed? Okay, yes. Oh my god, please. Um, so the only time I like I I like I'm like, I think I said that's funny maybe a few times, but the time I actually audibly made a haha. Um there's so there's a scene where like one I'm of sorry, the, made a ha I made a haha. Okay, made a haha. Yeah. Um, um Cam's haha. Uh there's one of the many like weird running joke is that the queenie one, uh, Nico, is not out to his mom. And his mom is this kind of like prototypical fag hey character who's totally Debbie from Queer as Folk. Yes. We'll get to that. Um, but there is a scene where he finally comes out to her. She literally says, duh. I didn't laugh at that. Um, but then she's, she has like all of these like, um, home videos of moments she knew he was gay. And we don't see most of them. We see them watching it and she's like going, going through them. And then there's one where she goes like, here's your first rock concert. Oh, Carol Channing was on fire that night. I laughed at that. You did? I really laughed at that. Carol, a rock concert? Carol Channing? That's ridiculous. I didn't see it coming and her delivery was really good. And I was like... That's good. I like that. That would that would play today. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I, I think that took me back to being like, for some reason that made me nostalgic. Oh, I love Because that. I remember seeing it and being like, I think when I saw this for the first time, yeah. when I was 17 or 18, I knew who Carol Channing oh, was. I didn't. So that would have been one of the things that I was like, oh my God, they're joking about something that like I know right. and not, and, and maybe my peers don't. I think the only cultural reference, I mean, I'm sure I got something. I think I knew the, like, I knew that there's a wire hanger joke. And I was like, that's a thing. I did not get, I only noticed that this time. And okay, I will say that was maybe the only time this movie didn't use. So the, the, the mother of Andy, mm-hmm. who's played by a drag queen named Lipsinka. That's Lipsinka? That's Lipsinka. Oh my god, I yeah, knew yeah. that you would fill it in, and I didn't bother looking it up. <laughs> um, that when she opens his uh, his closet, she just touches a wire hanger, and yeah. it goes, Wee! and yeah. she just winces, and it moves on. And it was like the one time the movie didn't beat us over the head with a joke. Which is ironic, that's the wire hanger. Heller. And... So that to me, um, that tickled me this time. Yeah. I would not have gotten that reference um, when I was when I first watched it. I didn't know where it was from, but I knew it was something. The yeah. only reference I remember getting, and I still liked it in this one, is um, so again, Nico's mom is basically Debbie from Queer as Folk. Yeah, um, like she giggles, she has a red bob, she's kind of like robust. <laughs> That's all we need. Yeah, um, and then. But she works in a video store and she's dressed character appropriately, except yeah. for the very last scene she's in. They're all at the video store and she walks in dressed as Debbie. So she has a rainbow vest. She has all the flare buttons and for no reason at all is holding trays with like four brunch plates on them and just lays them down in front of them and giggles and runs away. 
And I remember being like, that's from Queer as Folk. I get that. That's very funny. Okay. Yeah. And it's kind of all in my... Is that the same scene where they literally go take that queer as folk and look in down the barrel of the camera? No, that's when Andy <laughs> is getting um, DP'd. Um, right. The the Debbie... Debbie's putting down the lunch tray is the last scene where they're kind of having their, like, sum up and everyone gets a little, like, emotional moment. It's when they say that, like, the moral of the story is real men take it up the ass. Which is a very powerful statement. Okay. <laughs> because I thought for a minute... I... It's amazing what I didn't remember about the movie. Right. Yeah, me too. Um, because there was a moment where, uh, I will say, um, <laughs> Muffler comes in. And Muffler is their lesbian friend who is, like, <laughs> again, coming in at a 10 <laughs> every time she comes on screen. Like, she, I remember her, there was a scene at the beginning where it's her party. Yep. And she's just walking around and she's like... She walks up to one of them and just goes, why don't you take that cork out of your ass so someone will fuck it? And then walks up to another one and just grabs him and starts humping him. Yeah. And I'm like, she's doing so much. <laughs> and she's always like, you stupid virgins, like whatever. Yeah. That's her whole character. And then like at the maybe 75% through the movie, she just approaches them and is like, it's really no like sex isn't the most important thing. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I'm a I would actually think that would be a really interesting movie if it was like, why do we have this? Why do we need to have sex to be gay or to be men or to be men or whatever? Yeah. And even though that's entirely what this movie is about, interesting tilt. The last two minutes of this movie could have been a really cool third act. And, but then she literally says this, they, Andy accepts it as the truth. He's like, you know what? Yeah, like, I'm the lead. I've been shoving everything in my ass this entire movie. Like, everything in the kitchen sink. Like, mm. everything in the kitchen sink. Yeah. Um, and then he accepts it as truth and then gets DP'd. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. I, um, there were, there seemed to be a couple of, like, morals. Um... I, I did like, I liked that it was like making fun of everything gay culture-y because mm -hmm. that felt cool to like see, see that stuff joked about. Yeah. Um, and, and I liked that they, for no reason, lived in a world where they were just like, where like everyone was gay in their high school. I had a question about this because the first half an hour of the movie, it's like, this is like a utopian parallel universe where everyone is gay. Yeah. And then some of the extras are straight. There's one scene where they're at the party and they can hear a straight couple having sex. And they're like, even the breeders get to have sex. What about us? And I'm like, wait, there are straight people here? I know. You're like, who? Yeah. None of the names. Like, the only, like, the mom is, I guess, straight. And then Andy's parents, who are played by Lip Sinka and Scott Thompson, are technically a straight couple, but one of them's a drag queen. So, like, that's a questionable... One of them's a drag queen, and then the father is comes out as bi. Bi, yeah. And, yeah. And is is um is one of the kids in the hall. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Um, I wonder, we would be remiss without addressing um, some of the more problematic... I was going to say, do you want to go up to the problematic and see what's in the boxes? Um... I would, so, <laughs> I, I think one of my notes is just in all caps, oh my god, the blind girl has entered, 
because I think her name was, was it Rosie? I, Daisy, maybe? Daisy. Daisy the blind girl, who is, um, who is, uh, Romy's girlfriend, or Beard. Yeah. Um, uh, is, first of all, like, it, though, it is just, I mean, definition of, like, ableism joke. Oh, yeah. Her eyes are rolled back into her head. She's always, her hands are always out. She's always and disoriented. she is swinging that walking stick. Yeah. Like, like, <laughs> just, um, it was, honestly, I mean, one of the boldest entrances yeah. in a movie of entirely bold entrances. Like, in the first, again, I wrote down, like, in the first 10 seconds of the movie, mm-hmm. Andy was getting fucked on the desk by the teacher in a dream sequence. Yeah. And that's like how we met two of the characters. <laughs> like every entrance was insane. Yeah. And yet Daisy's was a lot. I was very surprised that Daisy came back a few times because it seemed like, so like Daisy yeah. introduces like, like Nico's so gay and has a girlfriend, she must be blind, she is. That's kind of her character. Yes. She's in four scenes in this whole movie. She's, was, in, more, yeah. she's in more than Lip Sync Up. Yeah. Yeah. It was, I was, it was really because he had already come out to his mom, and then Daisy was back in his house yeah. with Richard Hatch, and I was like, oh, like, yeah, I, and then of course, the cheerleader. Oh, we gotta talk about Tiki. Uh, yeah, yeah. You made Tiki leaky. Um, Tiki. So Tiki is the um, Asian American cheerleader. There's a weird running joke where Muffler has sex with all the cheerleaders. Two are blonde girls. One is Tiki. Um, she speaks in broken English. She's underscored by like Orientalist music. She also has subtitles. Did you notice that? Like, she's speaking in English, but she has subtitles in Mandarin. I, I, I can't confirm or deny if it is actually Mandarin or right. what horrible thing they might have actually had. And then it will be, like, Mandarin subtitles yeah. for her speaking, but then, like, the names that she's saying in English. Right. Like, it was just, like, they went full throttle. She also actually says, me love you long time. She says, me love you long And it's an yes. exit line, so you know that you're supposed to hear it. Yes. So that's not great. Yeah. Um, um, uh, there's the Nambla guys. Okay. Mm-hmm. I had to look that up. Oh, bless your heart. I okay, because I know I have heard of the National Association of Man-Boy Love. Okay. Um, but... I didn't necessarily know it well enough to know it as Nambla. Right. So I thought, because again, this was an all caps in my notes moment, um, where they, he's, they ask him, they ask, I think Griffin. Uh, no, it's, um, wait, which one's the nerd? Is nerd Griffin? Yeah, nerd is Griff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they ask Griffin how old he is. These two older men in a bar wearing Nambla shirts. And he says 17. And then they say way past your prime. And turn away. And I was like, I was so shocked because I thought, I I don't know what I thought Nambla was. Right. I didn't know if it was like 
a weird like I didn't know if this was just a joke they had about gay culture in general and then they also had a paid sponsor <laughs> and these men were wearing shirts that said like fucking Nike and it kind of felt like product placement because it was so like it stuck out it was so weird and short again it's just one joke it connects to nothing else around it it's not really that funny and it's kind of like why is this here Okay, so that that's the thing. Um, uh, there's there was a moment that happened that I've needed to talk to you about. Okay, let's do it because it. it was so jarring. It and the fact that the way I'm gonna have to set up this moment should be jarring enough, but that is actually not the thing. So Andy has um, Andy, who's perpetually horny, yeah, um, always just like looking to get fucked has gone to um, a public bathroom um, and uh, through the glory hole um, comes a dick that pokes him in the eye. He recognizes the, sh or the shoes as his father's. His father has just stuck his erect penis into his eye. That is not the upsetting part. <laughs> no, because at that point you're so numb to this movie. You're like, <laughs> yes, that's like a six. Yeah. This has happened. He has poked his own son in the eye with his erect penis in a public washroom. And they are talking. And they're having a heart-to-heart. -heart. And he says to his son, um, they're talking about, like, you don't need to you don't need to rush to have sex. Mm -hmm. And the son says, do you remember when you chose to have sex for the first time? And he says, my Uncle Earl took that choice away from me. And then they just keep talking. There's and no it, pause. It, they just keep... Yeah. It broke my brain. Because it also wasn't... He didn't even deliver it as a joke. Like, he like he delivered it weirdly. Like, it was real. But it was also such a throwaway. It was such a throwaway that I'm like, I feel like this is written as a joke. Yeah. But he's just like... <laughs> just says, no, your Uncle Earl took that choice away from me. So, and they just, I, just I, yeah, yeah. it was insane. And it is just, it keeps replaying in my mind. Um, and I don't know. Uh, I, I feel like someone's going to say like, how did you choose this restaurant? And I'm going to say my uncle Oral took that choice away from me. <laughs> I don't know. Like, it's like, it's, <laughs> it, I mean, there's, there's so much of this movie that like, I hesitate to use the phrase didn't age well because this was not okay in 2006. But it does have this kind yeah. of like slightly more dated thing where it's like, and this is like a larger issue I have with some kind of like what people might call like gay humor is that like anything offensive is funny, including yeah. like casual sexual assault jokes or just like literally having people from Nambla in a scene yeah, and making that a source of humor. It's a really weird... When Swing it a mess. Yeah, because it's kind of like so much of the movie is sending up gay culture. Yeah. Where it's like, let's not have... Nambla's not part of gay culture. Exactly. Yeah, like, yeah. in the same way that we can laugh at, yeah. like, a circuit queen. Yeah. I'm not like, oh, and then also that, like, pedophile organization. Yeah. Um, yeah. Don't put in the same camp as Carol Channing, like, references. Yes. Um, Shelley Winters is not a member of Nambla, to my knowledge, and I don't want you to group them together. <laughs> Um, yeah. The other person I want to mention as, like, not, like, like, problematic, interesting choice is just the character of Muffler. 
Yes. So, like, Muffler, again, is one of those characters that is more of a direct reference to American Pie. So, like, in American Pie, for people under 30, um, um, there's a character named Stifler. And he's not a member of the core group, but he's core group adjacent. And he's kind of that friend you have that no one likes. Um, he's just always been around. I have a name. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, he And he's, like, his thing is, like, He's mean to them all because they're virgins, and he's kind of a dick. He's like the douchebag character. Yeah. And in the universe of uh, another gay movie, they cast Stifler as this kind of like butch lesbian character, and it's weird because she is kind of orbiting their group, and she's the one that throws the cool parties, and she's kind of like a stud. Well, you know, she is like a stud character. Yeah. Um, and in some ways, she feels really problematic because they do aesthetically make her like. Really butch. Yes. Um. She. Yeah. She, she looks like Joe Dirt. Yeah. Like <laughs> she does look like Joe Dirt. Um. Like if you cross like Joe Dirt and um Big Bar Boo, Dirt. Big Boo from uh, Orange Is the New Black, <laughs> like that's kind of the aesthetic. Um. Yes. And it's a straight actress, incidentally. Okay. I didn't um, know. I looked it up and I was like, I wonder, because that would have redeemed it a little more for me if she had been in on the joke. Yeah. Um. And, like, you know, she she's really sexually aggressive and gets a little assaulty. Yeah. Um, the flip side of that, because I do want to, like, try and save some of this movie, is that, like, in terms of, like, popular depictions of lesbians that are problematic, she's not a killjoy. No. She's, like, she is, like, she has a sexuality, even though the sexuality itself is kind of aggressive. Um, yeah. they don't actually do a lot of gross out fetal anatomy jokes around her, which is, no. which is nice. That's um, true. she's like, she's not, yeah, like she is very much like the party animal character. Uh, she does have a lot of sex in this movie. Um, but it is weird to have her as this kind of like, kind of the antagonist who is like reverse slut shaming them all into having sex. Yeah, I was, I know I was, um... I went back and forth on, on the muff, um, because, uh, uh, first of all, I will say that she calls her house the maxi pad, which I like that. it tickled me. It, it tickled me. It that was. was the thing with this fucking movie. Yeah. Was I was like, this is so broad and like beating me over the head. And yeah. I'd be like, <laughs> <laughs> they know their audience. It's me. Yes. Um, um I felt like I was, I was happy she was there only because, um, I'm like, okay, if you're parodying gay culture, mm -hmm. it would suck to like not have any lesbians in it. Cause I feel like in general people would just make it just about the four gay men. Yeah. That being said, it's not like she really has much of an agency at all as a character other than to just come in and be like, you guys suck yeah. and hump them. And she's the only, like, she has a lot of sex, but it, it is she's a narrative. She's, she's to do that. She seduces straight women. Yes. Um. So she's the only lesbian. Yeah. But I, I wanted to give because this movie is so many cum jokes and Joe Crawford references. I was like, you have a queer female character. And, okay. And that broad of a character does fit in the world of this movie. Like, yeah. if she was a nuanced lesbian character, you'd yeah. be like, what? The dad just put his dick in the son's <laughs> eye. Like, and we're accepting that. Like. I also think, like, maybe, like, dramaturgically, I can't believe I used that word, um, <laughs> she kind of, so, like, I think the thing is, like, if you had this character, if you had the Stifler character as a gay man, you'd have to answer the question is, why isn't he just fucking them? 
if you have like right. a sexually open aggressive character who's shaming the four virgins <sighs> it turns into an orgy whereas if you cast that as a lesbian you can still have that like dynamic without them just needing to have a lot of sex together yeah i love that they didn't I was gonna say I love that they none of them had sex and then I'm like no two of them do and they're in yeah. love with each other yeah but that <laughs> I feel like a straight man writing this movie would be like oh they don't have sex so they all just have sex with each other yeah or at least it's like no some of them are just friends and yeah. don't want to have sex with each other because they're kind of all bottoms too or are they well yeah actually no I mean I mean we're, should we get into that actually why don't we take a break. Okay. To hear from the sponsors we don't have. Yes. And then when we come back, we'll talk about maybe some of like the, the moral lessons of this movie that I kind of feel redeem it from the other things. We need to talk about Squarespace. Um, so, yeah, I think there are some... Things I really appreciated about this movie that I think, if not redeem it, balance it out a little. One of the things that I actually think this movie accidentally does really well. Okay. Because the plot of American Pie is like four idiots who don't know anything about sex learning about sex. Yeah. This movie accidentally, I think, becomes about gaps of information for gay teens. Okay. Because there's so... Like, re-watching this movie, I was like... This is kind of a great checklist of all the things you should know about that you're not going to have access to in this movie. Yes. Andy specifically has, a, a, I think, it, maybe two scenes where he's online and people are asking things that he's into and he doesn't know what they mean, but he's too embarrassed. Yeah. And he says yes. So, like, uh, Graham Norton says, are you into water sports? He doesn't know what that means, but he says yes. He yeah. says, are you into BSM? He says, of course. Yeah. And then he shows up with, like, swimming trunks because water sports and it's like haha um there's like a scene where nico like they have to learn how to douche properly spoiler alert that doesn't go well yeah um so there's so many scenes about them being ignorant about their bodies about sex um and then there are these like accidentally so like the dad um uh scott thompson i had a lot of like very swoony moments not swoony, but like, dad. Not like that. So was it when his dick poked baseball in the eye? Yeah, I thought that was so beautiful. Because <laughs> that never happened to me as a kid. And I was like, I missed out. No, there's a scene where like, there's a few heart-to-hearts they have. They're supposed to be cringy. Yeah. And they are. But there's a scene where he, Andy's dad comes to Andy's room. And is like, so we need to have a talk about your changing body. And gives him, first he gives him butt plugs. Which is like, yes. dad, you're embarrassing me. But then he gives him a book on like anal pleasure and like hygiene. And I had a moment of like, if yes. I had received that at the age of 17, do you know how different my twenties would have been? Um, I thought that too, actually. There was so, and like, and even like the joke about um, when baseball is really insecure about his penis size. Uh, and that gets so, like, ignorance really gets in the way and it, you know, facilitates all their shenanigans. Cause how, why else would you fuck a quiche? But it did give me a lot of moments of like, wow, it is, I think, extra hard for queer people to learn about sex ed and how are we going to learn about it? God. So it kind of got to me there. Okay. I had a similar reflection of like looking at this movie. <laughs> it's like, should this movie be taught in school? <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, no. okay. 
<laughs> the answer is no. Um, but I was like, okay, I saw this when I was about 17. Yeah. There were things in this movie that I didn't get that maybe I looked up. Like, oh, I, I probably, honestly, from this movie, I would know that a fleet enema, you have to dump out what's in it. Right. I did not know that before. I think a great way to watch this movie, because this movie will not actually teach you anything, but it will no. point out what you don't know and probably should know. Yes, because you're like, okay, something about this is funny, but I don't really get it. Yeah. I'm going to look into it. Um, there's uh, one of baseball, baseball keeps hooking up with these dumb hot guys because um, he wants to be masked for a mask. And the first guy he hooks up with, he's like, he's a P&P power bottom. And then they're all like, what does P&P mean? And he's like, I don't know. And I was like, you should know because you're going to go over to someone's house and they're going to offer you meth. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Oh my God. That yeah. was, <laughs> okay, because that really did blow my mind. <laughs> like, that they're in high school. Yeah. It was, again, I'm like, I, it was the kind of, um... <laughs> queer utopia yeah of this is a high school party where they're like he's a pnp power bottom and then also that the performance of pnp power bottom when they cut to him he's just getting lost in a fake tree like he's just like like that's how his drug use manifests is he's like wow <laughs> um and then is normal for the rest of the is that is normal for yeah. the rest of uh his arc yes um but yeah they do there's so much of that, like when um, when Romy is over at Matthew Rush's house right. and he's like, oh yeah, black party, blue party, red party. And he's like, oh, so sophisticated. And yeah. like, he's talking about like GHB and, and uh, ketamine yeah. and like these different little worlds that they don't know about. Mm -hmm. So then again, he doesn't realize that this guy is overdosing on GHB yeah. because he's he thinks it's a dance move he thinks it's a dance and yeah so i think that like that um that's something to retain for the remake yes whoever's like when ryan murphy inevitably remakes this with jessica lang keep the keep the sex, ed sex education portions yeah i think yeah. keeping um uh i think the concept of uh for queer teenagers discovering sex for the first time and the world of um sex i you know i'm like watching this movie being like it's so crazy like grinder isn't even a thing in this world like that um obviously they do you know one of them hooks up with a guy online matthew rush from manhunt yeah uh and i guess technically robzilla as well but like that uh, even just that they have to be like at home on their computer scheduling the hookup yeah. instead of like, you know, they're on their go. There was a scene where they were all doing something. I think this was near the end and it was like seemingly Andy has discovered that he doesn't need to have sex and he's on his phone on the couch. Mm -hmm. And I was like, on Grinder? I think no. it's a video game. And he's playing a game. Yeah. And it was so innocent and then he gets DP'd. But yeah, yeah. it was so like, uh, even just that in the world of this movie back then, um, that a 17-year-old would hook up in a public bathroom where, like, now, like, I think at that point, I just fell so in love with Andy that I was like, oh my god, Andy is sucking a dick in a public bathroom. He is me. I love him. <laughs> I mean, my part of Which my is, it's life... important to see yourself represented in media that way. <laughs> yeah. As a, 
middle class white guy, I crave them. <laughs> As a middle class gay white guy who yeah. used to suck dick in public bathrooms. <laughs> Um, I am. My story's being told. Yeah, like, I spent a lot of time on, like, gay.com was my point of entry into the gay community because right, I right. came out in 99 when I was 15. Right. So, yeah, like, a lot of that really resonated with me. Um, and I want to thank you for the work that you did. <laughs> um, I was the first brick at Stonewall. <laughs> that face. That face was the first brick. <laughs> yeah. Um... The other thing that I really liked about this movie is that, like, there is a narrative of, like, even though... So I like that it's not a coming out story. Right. Because that is progressive, despite everything else about this movie, that it's, like, basically everyone is out, and it's actually more about them discovering sex. Yeah, they live in a world where it's fine. Yeah. Like, they're all... Yeah, the, the world is out. Most people is gay. Yeah, they're, like, in Fort Lauderdale. Yeah. yeah. Um, or Schitt's Creek. Right. Um, <laughs> but, um... There's still internalized homophobia because there is like, mm-hmm. they're basically like one of the like things that blocks them from being happy is the fact that, so there's a scene where they're deciding, hey, we're going to have sex. We should probably declare whether or not we're tops or bottoms. And they yeah. all go around and say that they're tops. And from context, we get that this is supposed to be funny with at least half of them. Yeah. Andy literally like makes, oh my God, I'm embarrassed faces so that we know he's a bottom, but he's afraid of it. Yes. Um, yeah. Nico. Oh yeah. They, they let us know. Yeah. Nico with full <laughs> confidence and a lisp that you can see from space says like, I'm a top. But he is. He is. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, spo- yeah. sorry. Spoiler. 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 Um, but I think it's mostly a thing I think with, with Griff and baseball. Yes. His name I've forgotten because now it's just baseball. Yeah. Jared. Um, baseball. Where they're like, there's a lot of need to perform like mass for masculinity. So like all the guys that baseball hooks up with are stupid and vain and have popped collars, but they're really masked. Jared feels like he has to be a top because that's what makes him masculine. Uh, Griff is embarrassed or something. It's not super clear, but he, he says, I'm a top and then spends the rest of the movie focused on not having a bubble butt. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I think, I guess seemingly to like... In order to be attractive to, or to be attractive to baseball, who right. is clearly a top, mm-hmm. then therefore he has to be a bottom. Right. And then he has to have this, like, thick, juicy ass. Yeah. Because his, like, average supermodel ass is gross. So he needs to put in a fake bubble butt and go to Thai Booty, Thai which booty. is a parody of Thai Bo. Yes. Um, so basically everyone has an art... <laughs> Barely a play on words. <laughs> to just change Thai bow to Thai booty. Yeah. I was like, okay. Just call it, I guess boot camp wasn't a thing because it could have been booty camp. Right. This is before boot camp, maybe? Booty Matthew camp. <laughs> Do you mean like rest in peace? Rest in peace. R.I.P. No, so I, I really liked, like, initially this movie starts and part of the conflict comes from the fact that everyone feels the need to perform masculinity and yes. then one of the last lines of the movie is someone says the moral of the story is real men take it up the ass. Right. Because when we when they all do have sex, I think everyone has sex on screen except for Nico. They mm-hmm. um so Andy Bottoms yeah. and and um baseball and Griff flip flop. Flip flop. Yeah. Flip flop. Um and yeah, so they they're I love that. Do it is it flip flop or is it flip fuck? I think it's flip flop. I've I've seen both. Right. Um, I feel like flip fuck sounds way better. Flip flop, like, is... Why are you being so euphemistic? Like, yeah, like... Well, it's also, like, it sounds like a fish. Like, it's, or like... like, it's indecisive. Like, which is, like... Like, like waffle sex? <laughs> <laughs> it, 
it just seems like very unsexy to call it a like we flip flop. Oh, yeah, that, I guess like the image of like it's, yeah, blah, 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 it's a little flaccid. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, yes, they they flip flop. Yeah, even though I thought it was going to be, which I might maybe would have been more interested in that it's like no no no, baseball's a full bottom and Griffin is a full top, and that's fine, and that's fine. Yeah, but I mean whatever. Yeah, let's celebrate. Um, I think it was emotionally important for for baseball to come to terms with the fact that even with a small dick, he could talk. Wow. So I think the narrative, wow. I think that was actually a really yeah. good, you know, that was Chekhov's small penis. We saw it at the beginning. It had to come in at the end. <laughs> I hate you. I know. Um, so, I mean, I don't know that people need to rush out and watch this, but if you've seen it before, I think it's an interesting rewatch as a grown-up or slightly older person. It is. It's like, <laughs> I mean... It's fun. Yeah. It's like, it is outrageous. Yeah. <laughs> and honestly, once I kind of got on board with that, like, I, I will say, as soon as, as soon as I knew the tone, I was like, uh-oh, I know mm-hmm. that we're gonna have, I didn't know, I knew there was gonna be a racist character. Essentially, right. I just felt like the world of it, I'm like, we're, it's, that's yeah. gonna be a reality. Um, yeah, because it tells you pretty early on with like the weird cinematography. It's like this is going to be like um, an acting challenge from an early season of Drag Race. That's the universe you're in. Um, yeah, I feel like this movie feels older than it is too. Yeah, has a very 1999 vibe. Yes. Um, it also looks like an episode of S Club Seven in Miami. The way it's shot. Isn't it weird? They don't make a mention of HIV at all in this movie. I'm just realizing that now. That's, I wonder if that is conscious. Like they're like we're trying to make something light and fun because all let's we've just ever keep, seen like Nambla is fun, but let's keep it light. <laughs> <laughs> but like all we've ever seen is like us talking about AIDS when we're talk when we're doing a gay movie. So they were like decidedly not going to. I also feel like that is something that like generally speaking, broad brush. That's not an in that 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 is the calls coming from outside the house. Like that is a gay joke that straight people make. Well, and it's like where the movie is happening in a pre-prep world, mm. but like a post, the cocktail of medication for right. HIV is like, is out, Yeah, people, but prep hasn't started yet. So yeah. I was very aware of like, um, like the PNP power bottom is like, oh, I'm allergic to latex, like bareback me. Right. Um, and... Someone else says something about that too. Oh yeah, I think at the Oh yes again. Yes again. This is the first 10 seconds of the movie. And Andy in the dream sequence is getting fucked by his teacher and says, Breathe my virgin hole, Daddy. And <laughs> I was like, Yeah, it, it did feel like it was existing in that, like, um, in a lot of ways that was way more naughty. Right. Then and way more risky. Yeah, yeah. Um uh, but they also, they don't really, not that they had to, but they don't address that risk. It's kind of unspoken. And they do spend so much of the movie talking about sex and sexual knowledge that it is actually kind of weird that they don't even casually mention. No, because it's not all. like it ha- would have to be a punchline, even though knowing this movie, it would have to be a punchline. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's no reference to it. That is weird. What's a note? Gay Utopia. Yeah. There was no HIV. There was no HIV. Um, the other thing I clocked, so this is 2006, so in terms of, like, the cycle of this kind of bad game movie, it's pretty late in the game. 
Yeah. Um, there is not a single quote or reference to Paris is burning in this. Mm. Um, and I think that's because this is a pre-Drag Race America. Right. Uh, it's also super white. Um, oh, yes. There's two characters of color in this movie. One is Tiki. Um, the other is the exotic dancer. Yes. Ty Booty. Dar- yes. Daryl Stevens, who's kind of a, like, early 2000s crush of mine. Um, gorgeous. I also I also really love... So there's a scene where, where Daryl Stevens, uh, who plays Angel... He's teaching the Thai booty class, but it turns out he moonlights as a stripper. Yeah. And he does a strip dance for Griff. And yes. he starts stripping. And when he takes off his, um, like, parachute pants or whatever... There's already money in There's already money in the <laughs> mainstream. That was great. That was, I'm like... That detail was not lost on me. I, I was like, oh, are you tipping yourself? I smiled and nodded. And I was like, that's very funny. Um, he's a Halloween costume. Yes. But what was I saying? Right, so... It's interesting in terms of, like, where this comes in in history, because, like, it's just after, um, uh, Sexy Cowboy Nonsense, uh, Brokeback Mountain came out. Okay. So, like, it is kind of at this, like, moment of, like, we're starting to get mainstreamer representation in terms of movies and prestige pictures. Yeah. We've gone through the 90s, so we've had, like, Will and Grace. like, when you're decorating, you have, like, a mainstreamer... Do, do you feel really good about that? Do you feel really good about that? You want that? You want that on the horse? I think we have the name of the episode now. <laughs> the name of the podcast. Mainstreamer. Welcome to Mainstreamer. Um, um, but anyway, yeah, like in the history, it's an interesting moment because it's like, there's been actually quite a bit of this kind of movie and you have like Will and Grace, Ellen, The Birdcage, all of that has come. But I think something happens in the late 2000s with like movies winning Oscars Drag Race comes in 2009. So this movie is of a different era. Yes. But the tail end. Like, things get real different in the next few years for this. Yes. Um, I mean, e- okay, so then even in the, like, existing in the world that it was, like, obviously gay movies had come out before when they're, like, another gay movie. Like, they're yeah. already kind of sending up their own genre even yeah. though they are in the genre now. One thing that, like annoys me about the title is that like so there's another movie um not another teen movie which is a parody of every teen movie it's actually really good um but this is actually not a parody of other gay movies it's a parody of gay culture as american pie like it doesn't really send up gay movies it sends up things from like gayness yeah yeah which is fine but like maybe a better I feel like there's a certain like John Watersy lean in here because it's so gross out humor. It's right. so raunchy. Yeah, and that is part of our legacy. Yeah. Um, I was surprised there wasn't like more shit. Really? I really? thought there was enough shit. Oh, there was enough shit. Do not get it <laughs> twisted. But I'm saying again, given the nature of the movie, like yeah. that. Um. Yeah, I like we had a lot of like 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 farty poopy noises, but yes. like not not like diarrhea spray on the wall or whatever. Just the glass table scene. Okay, <laughs> you know what? I take it back. Right, the Belgian chocolate. The Belgian chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Also, that was a little like. Some of the weird things that made me laugh, because again, seeing this movie so many years later, where I was like, I would not have understood how funny it is, how, how fucking pronounced and swollen Graham Norton's nipples were in that scene. Right. Like, 
that is such a gay thing that I don't think, a, like, that would mean nothing to a straight audience, but I saw those nipples. Yeah. And I left. Yeah. I mean, the other thing I will give to this movie is that, like, such a criticism of gay culture is that it's so desexualized. And this movie is both very campy and so, so horny. Yes. Like, it's Joan Crawford and Shelley Winters and just, like, disco nonsense. But also, there's a lot of full frontal nudity and everyone has sex. Yes. So, you know, points. Points for that. You know, take your wins where you get them. Yeah. I will. I have um, a couple of... Uh, I have a couple of lingering questions. Let's do it. That I have. Get into um, Okay, well, one of my questions was, is Matthew Camp dead? Um, but that we know. Yeah. Um, uh, okay. So when he is over at Matthew Camp Rush's house. When Nico, who you call Romy, Romy is at, over at the porn star's house. At the porn star's house. Um, Matthew Rush seems to take GH, GHB through what I thought was a tiny water balloon. Okay. <laughs> so he goes like, he pulls out something right. that I thought looked like a tiny water balloon. Right. And then takes his GHB like out of the water balloon. Okay. Is that a thing? I don't remember and I don't know. So I'm doubly unhelpful. Um, okay. Maybe? I mean, is that a thing? Do people take drugs out of water balloons? Or, like, did they back in the day? Like, you could, like, dose the GHB into... But <laughs> into I know the water balloon is not a great... Like, I would never use it, like, as, like, like a wine glass. Because it's not great for holding... I don't know if it's, like, it's tied, so you just, like, bite it and, like... like... Maybe it's, like... Reverse engineering this. Maybe it's, like, if you're going to a bar, it makes a handy flask because it is watertight. And once you get in... And I was thinking, this if is you like, get like frisked, it's not I, gonna. Yeah, that it, this would be a way to like smuggle in drugs. Okay. Um, into uh, a circuit party or right. something. So either. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Or. No. no. Right. <laughs> Glad I asked. Great. Yeah. Um. Okay, uh, Katie. Okay. Final question. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, in the final act of the movie, while everyone is having sex, Andy is playing his video game and is approached by Angel, a.k.a. Ty Booty. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, oh, sorry. I have a question and then a question. Okay. Sorry. Um, when they are doing, the, when there's the baseball tournament, Okay. Between the bad news bears and the frisky chickens. Yeah. Um, first of all, I did love that the only bad news bear who has a line who ends up dating baseball is just not a bear and is a model. Yeah. But I also appreciate that all the other bears were actual factual were actual bears. bears. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, so they're having this game. <laughs> and then there's a man in a trench coat watching right so i was like there's a random pervert who is the guy with the trench coat is that the role that he's playing is it supposed to be oh and then there's this like flasher great question right because sometimes trench coat means flasher um i think this is kind of a tree falling in the woods if a flasher doesn't flash is he a flasher 
Wow. I know. Flash, I don't even know her. <laughs> you know her. <laughs> um, no, so, like, I got that that was, like, a, a, a lame pervert joke. Like, he is, like, he's there to watch the chickens. He's, he's, because they're all, like, it's a team of twinks, more or less. Yeah. He's there to be creepy. Being creepy is funny in this universe. That's yeah. what I got. Because, again, in the world of this movie, he was very tame for a pervert. Like, he was, like, he had glasses on and a trench coat. Mm-hmm. The world of this movie, yeah, he would be like, like, like fucking stroking his dick and like, what I thought tweaking his nipples. What was really fun about this movie is that I don't think anything was edited out. Like, like it was such a fun choice not to have an editor at any point in this movie because it feels like any half-formed idea made it in. Yeah, the Nambla guys, I feel like, should have been cut in a second draft because it's like. If you're not going to do anything with them, why are we having them? And Trenchcoat Pervert felt the same way. It's like, do we need this? Is it going anywhere? Yeah. Yeah. Remember how we mentioned a guy could be in a trench coat and then, but then lunch came? Yeah. And then, and we never got to it. Yeah. But like, we've paid that guy to be here. Yeah. The costume department got that trench coat. It's like, Steve, you just wrote trench coat on a post-it and put it on this page. Are we doing this? It's like, no, we have to do that. Um, Because we're doing everything. Okay. Uh, great. That's that question. Okay. Um, my last question was in the final act of the movie, while uh, Nico, aka Romy, is having sex with Muffler's grandfather. Right. Um, and uh, Griffin and Baseball are flip flopping. Right. Andy sits on the couch playing maybe a Game Boy when he is approached by Angel, aka Ty Booty. And Bad News, Bad News Bear, a.k.a. Full Model. Right. Um, his name is Bo. His name is Bo the Full Model. Right. Um, and gets DP'd. Mm-hmm. Was his DP a dream sequence? I love this as a conspiracy theory that you will play it on Reddit. This is my conspiracy theory. Because okay. the thing was, um, I didn't... Okay, obviously, I think it's pres- maybe not. The thing was, he wakes up. Like, they show them all waking up with their partners. And he wakes up alone. Yeah. And either he's like, oh, yeah, they just fucked me and left and Mm -hmm. that's okay. Right. Or it was a dream the way he's been fucked the whole movie in dreams. Mm. And he did not have a DP. He actually is still a virgin and that's okay. First of all, I just want to pause to say I love that you've had enough depth in this movie to have theories (laughs) about alternate readings of scenes. That, no, like, really? You found the trailer. <laughs> um, here's why I think it was real. Right. Um, so again, this movie at various points leans into the American Pie thing harder than others. The final sequence where everyone gets laid is one of the more American Pie inspired yes. series. In fact, the whole last party. So like, um, Muffler has a younger sibling named Minnie Muffler. Which is a nod to Minnie Stifler in the original movie. Right. Um, the Muffler's grandpa, who's this kind of like like man about town wearing an ascot velvet smoking jacket, uh, who Nico hooks up with, that's a reference to Stifler's mom, played by the Reverend Jennifer Coolidge. Um, <laughs> I'm taking the dog! <laughs> <laughs> Jennifer Coolidge is the people's princess. She's my Barbra Streisand. Um, and... Uh, Andy hooking up uh, with the two guys is, I think, kind of a reference to when, um, what's the character, what's the actor's name? Uh, not Ty Diggs. 
Jason Biggs. Jason Biggs. Uh, <laughs> the other Diggs brother. When Jason Diggs finally gets laid... We wanted Ty Diggs. We deserved Jason Biggs. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> you have a Ty Diggs body and a Jason Biggs face. You, would you say a Ty booty? <laughs> no, no, I must go on. Um, when Jason Biggs finally gets laid in the original, it's with Alison Hannigan. Yeah. They have very, like, well, like, mild kinky sex. Yeah. And then she leaves at the end, and he's totally fine with it, because all he wanted to do was have a positive sexual experience. She used him, he's cool with it, he wakes up alone. And I think he says, he says something like, she used me, or like, I'm just a piece of meat, but he says it like, with a smile on his face. So I feel like Andy's sexual awakening is like, Andy did not find love, because Andy wasn't looking for any specific kind of guy, Andy really just wanted to have sex. Andy wanted stuff in his ass. Yes. Um... And I love that about him. He's very goal-oriented. No, like... Uh, Goal-oriented. <laughs> also a great title for the episode. Um, yeah, like, Nico wanted to find an older gentleman. He found him. Yes. Uh, Griff and Baseball realized that they were best friends who were in love. They hooked up. And he just wanted to have great sex. And he had great sex with these two hot guys. I spent a lot of this movie yelling at Griff to just date Angel because Angel is just so like, he loves him for who he is. Yeah. He's gorgeous. Yeah. Um, he has two jobs. So like in this economy, girl. Um, <laughs> Hello. Yeah. But yeah. So I think, I think it was real. I think they did just kind of like not wake up with him in the morning to cuddle because that is a bit of a reference to Jason Biggs' sexual moments. But I love your alternate reading conspiracy theory, and I want to see it on Reddit. Yeah, I'm standing by mine. Great. Let's fight about it later. Yeah, yeah. I think, um, I think Andy, um, uh, I don't have anything else to say. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think it was fun. It was, I'm, I was happy to watch it a second time. I don't think I need to watch it a third. No. Um, because at least this time I got to, uh, I got to understand all of the things I wouldn't have understood the first time. Yeah. So there was that to keep me in it. For sure. Um, and to at least think about, like, it is very shocking. And to think about me watching it at 17. Yeah. Tickles me too. Yeah. Um, uh, so yeah, it was, uh, <laughs> uh, I, it was a fun first movie. Agreed. Agreed. I'm, I think it was a really good choice. Um, I'm Thank not you. sure it would work as... <laughs> it was unanimous. Um, <laughs> it's not, like, groundbreaking. Um, yeah, like, I don't know I would have gotten as much out if I didn't... If I hadn't watched this young. Because I think, yeah, part of the appeal was, like, remembering watching it at 23, being like, did I get that? I didn't get that. Yeah. What yeah. did I like about this movie? Because I liked <laughs> this movie. Yes! But I can't imagine why. I think just having an American Pie that was about being gay. That's true. Honestly. Yeah. It was like, oh, like that thing. I loved American Pie because it was like, oh, a raunchy sex comedy about people my age. That but was a, it had yeah. nothing to do with my sexual experience. That was a question I had because I wasn't sure if you, because of the giant age gap between us. Significant. Jarring. Seven years? Uh, I mean, seven dog years. You were So 30 human years. I was 1989. Oh my god, no, we're the same age. But yeah, so I was <laughs> So six years, I wasn't sure if you would have watched American Pie, because it's one of those things, like, it came out when I was, like, 15 or 16, so I was definitely the perfect age to watch it, but would people outside of that demographic have, like, 
My babysitter let oh. me rent it. It was your Reality Bites. Okay. <laughs> it's, you're talking to me, so... Yeah. Um, it was my American Pie. <laughs> I don't know what Reality Bites was for you. <laughs> reality Bites was like a movie for like sexy teens in the early 90s that I was like too young to watch too, and everyone's okay. older sister watched. And I watched this and was like, I can't wait to be unemployed and when I'm 20. Okay, just like so you know that I don't know that you had that experience, so (laughs) but now I do, so I'm I'm happy to know that. Everyone 37 listening to this will be like, uh, (laughs) yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, um, yes, it was it was my reality bites. Great. Um, so yeah, so it was nice to have a, a gay version of something. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, this has been a fun first episode. This has been great. Thank you for listening. Um, thank you for downloading and thank you for hitting subscribe. Yeah, and, and for anyone who wants to watch another gay movie, um, it's on YouTube. <laughs> it is on YouTube and it has Spanish subtitles. I know you were wondering. As in addition to Tiki's subtitles. <laughs> there, there are double subtitles and... Uh, uh, so few people have watched it that YouTube hasn't uh, realized that yeah. there's full frontal male nudity in the film, and the studio has probably gone bankrupt so they're not recording it. So you can definitely watch it on YouTube. Bye. Bye.